This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. When will the Chicago Board of Trade highs come? When the market has recognized all the bullish fundamental potential that exists and has stopped responding positively to it. As to corn, China is going to buy a significantly larger amount of corn than USDA has pegged in. South American corn production is a few million metric tons overstated by USDA for both Brazil and Argentina. And U.S. corn is by far the cheapest in the world. Then there is the spring drought and competition for acres yet to occur here in the U.S. to deal with. RJO had a technical target of 577, which would interest me in scaling out of more longs. I am convinced that the funds may have a better test of historical high prices for corn in mind, though. It is whatever it takes to move a tight supply of corn here in the United States to wherever it is needed. I was surprised that open interest rose instead of declined in the limit up move earlier this week. Funds are going all in on this one. As to soybeans, South American crop production estimates are overstated by a few million metric tons in both Brazil and Argentina, while the USDA estimate of Chinese imports is understated by a few million metric tons. That combination sets up explosive conditions to literally eliminate the projected 140 million bushel U.S. carryover entirely. They are going to need to buy every soybean in our bins, and they are going to need U.S. farmers to plant soybeans early so that they can dip into an early harvest supply. USDA says that we will import 35 million bushels, and the East Coast livestock producers will likely import feed. If there would be a real weather threat developed to U.S. production this year, new highs for soybean prices set at $17.89 on the monthly continuation chart would be possible. After all, most farmers barely own any now. By summer, how many soybeans will they still own? I'm not ready for new crop sales yet. I noted a chart of Chinese purchases that the Phase 1 trade agreement targets were predicated upon, showing what they still had to buy to comply with the agreement, with the caption, Good luck at doubling purchases. Let's do the math. They would double purchases if soybeans would be $16 instead of 8 Might not hit that number exactly, but you get the idea. China bought the 2020 U.S. corn and soybean crop with USDA helping them cover their intent. They stole one crop out from under U.S. farmers, but the next crop they will have to pay up for. Ethanol prices surged to a new high, trying to keep up with the corn market, staying about a dime above unleaded gas. USDA had previously understated ethanol production, so it has some room to come down and still meet their target. The pandemic remains as the albatross holding fuel demand down globally. On the cattle... The cattle complex continues to be the red-headed stepchild of the agricultural commodities. With all the attention that the grain markets are drawing, it's understandable that the big money focus would be in that direction. The cattle complex continues to be left bringing up the rear, as we have seen front-month feeder cattle and live cattle trade lower in weeks' time. The immediate reaction to higher grain, and particularly higher corn, is that feeders will take the hit because people would rather get rid of the cattle than feed high-priced corn. At these corn prices, I would encourage cattle producers to reevaluate your cost of gain and take a deeper look at where the market might take us in the coming months. It is my belief that the current market for feed input costs will likely result in a dollar cost of gain 
and should have many adjusting balance sheets for the year. With the higher cost of gains and lower market pricing, something has to give in order for the cattle market to see some recovery. The knee-jerk reaction time has passed, and it is time for higher grain to lead to higher cattle. The catalyst to start the move higher could be any number of things, but the general assumption that it will be led by COVID vaccinations, resulting in a broader reopening of the country. Meanwhile, the cash market continues to struggle. The producers and backgrounders continue to be left holding the bag in the market that just can't seem to find any footing when compared to other futures markets. For the hogs, the trade lacks confidence that the cash index can extend gains. Where I think that it's coming from is the higher feed costs. Cash hogs are the same price or lower than where they were when corn was a lot cheaper. This cuts producer profitability. It gives incentive to move finished hogs as soon as possible to avoid high cost again. We are still in the valley of some depressed supply-demand fundamentals, but time and unfolding events should be on the bull side eventually. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.